0: It's starting to look a lot like Christmas <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> well, hi, Ronald. I didn't see you there. I was just wrapping some gifts. Uh, uh, hello. <laughs> well, come on in, out of the cold.
1: Oh, I'm so cold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Steve. I'm so cold. Steve, you're here too. Did you just come down through the chimney bearing I gifts? I did, with a big gown of eggnog. Oh my gosh, guys! You know what this is? It's a movie schmovie Christmas special. What?
2: Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> Cue the music. Last Christmas I gave you
3: my heart But the very next day you gave it away This year to save me from tears I'll give it to someone special
0: Except Last not. Christmas Instead of uh, celebrating, we're going to... We're going to pick some things we didn't like about the
2: last year and we're going to kind of fart in their
0: general direction oh wow i'm ready for that
2: <laughs> you know i i gotta I got say I and mean, we were talking about it earlier i have i've had a horrible time coming up with things to complain about this year same now i don't know if it's because i have a theory okay what is it tell me we
0: just did halloween uh we, we just did horror movie pet peeves so I feel like you've, you you had a pressure release valve. You just recently cleared okay. the decks in a sense. Okay. okay. Uh, but also I think that... Um, you've had an epic year? We can look at the past ones and see if maybe things have gotten better or worse
2: from our past Baham bugs. Looking at my old Baham bugs from last year, one of them is kind of a through line I think I'll always never get over. Which is, I, I'm not a fan at all of 3D films. Yeah. I, I Every 3D movie I saw this year, oh, I don't know yeah. that there was one that I saw that I really <coughs> thought was great that I saw it in 3D. Um, or but, essential right like there was right. nothing that, yeah, that you right. said this that, has to be experienced right, in 3D right exactly um, did you see so, Big Big Hero 6 in 3D I did and there was a few scenes in that we talked about in the podcast where right. I, I felt like the 3D was nice that was the only movie I saw this yeah. year that I had I was gonna, that, I, that I was, I, I, that I was like I
0: wish i had seen this in 3D. Right. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy had pretty good 3D, but it wasn't a set, like it wasn't an essential part of that movie's charm. It bothers
2: me so much like it, this is maybe I'm just dumb and don't get the technology, but I don't I hate how it makes the movie look darker. Yeah. It kills me.
0: Well, I feel like Guardians was a case where he he specifically said he tried to combat that, so I do think that movie felt like it was done with a certain amount of care. But it's still, you're right. It's just it doesn't add that much, and it takes away. So yeah, it's like,
2: yeah. I don't feel like it really hurt as much with Guardians because of what you just said, but yeah. It, so that that's a through line for me. Like that one is still probably something that, um, I could throw in my pot, but without repeating myself, I really like only came up with one truly thing, like one true thing that. Bit bit me in the ass in the middle of the year, and I I can't let it go.
0: So yeah, last time Steve, you said you were done with 3D, done with 3D. You you were given by humbug to showrunners that don't know when to end a show. You're kind of veering Crawling off into, into other forms finish. of entertainment, but you were talking yeah.
2: specifically about Sons of Anarchy and Dexter. And admittedly, I did not watch the season of Sons of Sons of Anarchy. I plan to now mm-hmm. that it's now that yeah. it's aired its final episode. So I'll just I'll binge watch this over the holidays. So, you know, maybe maybe I won't feel as badly about Sons yeah. as I did about Dexter, but at its peak, I feel like I loved Dexter way more than I ever or more than I ever loved Sons at its best. Yeah. There are things about each show that are better than the other, but like first 3 or 4 seasons of Dexter, I remember us talking like I was like I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was like great. Like great, consistently great. You also though
0: uh, gave a bow humbug to what we called fanboy defensiveness or fanboy self-delusion. Uh, specifically uh, referring to specifically like, at you and Ronald, well, yeah. because because we're fans of someone that isn't Steven Spielberg. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve will forgive Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg for having a style, but no yeah. other director is allowed <laughs> to have a style. Not going to deal with it. But you were saying specifically, like the sort of idea of of going in pre sold on a movie, which I I mean, as much as you're teasing us, I don't think that we are as guilty of like that kind of. Fanboyishness, where it's like you go, you're excited about something because sure. you like a certain director, but it's yeah. not like you sit down and you say, "I'm not going to be critical
2: of this because right, right, it's right. done by
0: this by this person."
2: Yeah, yes. that that that's that's probably still something that mm-hmm. I would say still annoys the hell out of me. But I, again, I don't want to repeat myself, so I, yeah. didn't, want to, I didn't want to say it again. <laughs> it's definitely better this year, though. I feel like I feel like there was a few films I can't remember exactly all of them that I mentioned last year, mm-hmm. but I feel like there was definitely like some Wes Anderson conversations and some. What, didn't we talk about the Nicholas Wend- Wendig-Riffins? Yeah. Whatever the fuck that dumbass movie was. Yeah. That I've tried to erase from my memory. Oh, It <clears throat> wasn't that bad. But, yeah, I
0: mean... See, but you've gone from saying it was great to
1: saying it wasn't that bad. So I think that's, that's, that's kind of that's, that's that's yeah, Steve's point, yeah, in yeah, that's a way. that's my point. I, I mean, I, I, I want to watch it again. <laughs> well,
2: now great. that you've removed yourself from the hype of, like, this is, like, a work of art. This yeah. was, like, the greatest thing ever. This fucking guy singing karaoke, like uh, Ryan Gosling looks great. I'll beat the shit. Like like it's so beautiful and artful, and what he did with the camera and the angles, like fuck you, no, not you, but him. Oh Jesus, not you, not you. I I value your opinion. I get it. I get what you're saying. It just drives me nuts. So yeah, obviously that still bothers me. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) obviously I'm still harboring some. What does that mean? So maybe the fact, maybe because I do, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Like Nicholas Vening
0: Reffin didn't put out a movie this year. Maybe that's why that's it seems. Why it's, yeah, that's why it's safe to say. <laughs> and plus, you agreed that uh, Grand Budapest Hotel was actually, yeah. was different for Wes yeah. Anderson. No, no. I, And, and I, I'll I, admit that as a person who's enjoyed his films throughout, I thought this. I thought Grand Budapest Hotel was more, more different, more mm-hmm. differenter than the other ones. And it's almost like, you know, it, w- it was a great example of what I was trying to say, which is that. I look for those directors to do something kind of unique right, right. with within their toy box that they've established for themselves. Mm. But
2: yeah. But yeah, no, it's like and, kind and of and I mean I'm guilty of it. I mm-hmm. mean, at times, like you'd say Spielberg stuff. But I feel I'm like he no no, but it's true. Like or JJ Abrams, like directors that I love or yeah. actors that I love. And I may be pre sold on it, but it, it my criticism of this this phenomenon is the after. If you can't say, like objectively, you know this well this is my opinion of this film mm-hmm. as a film not of me being like there's movies that those directors I just n- named made that I, I wasn't a huge fan of like I may have just liked or I had issues with it's it's, it's the issue of have you not like, being able to say that afterwards have you ever
0: mm-hmm. liked one of their movies though that you might not have liked if it was by an a director that you didn't like is there a spielberg movie that maybe you hold in a higher regard than you would if it weren't a spielberg movie because i would say that's the one thing that i think with the people i'm a fan of that i'm like i might be guilty of just even going to see a movie like maybe oh. like, like maybe wes anderson has made a movie that if someone else made it i would have been like that doesn't look like my kind of thing i was trying to think of what it would have been
1: like the pepsi test like if you watch three if you watch three movies didn't know who they were directed by oh. and they were like well one of them is directed by steven spielberg which one do you like the most right you know what i mean i I wonder about or like paul thomas anderson is a director that i that i really love and it's
0: like there's a lot of people that just did not like the master i mean like some people that say i didn't get it some people say i hated it but it's like i honestly feel like i loved that movie but it's like i'm going like and i've seen it twice now so i think i'm right that i love it but it's Mm. like how much of that i don't i don't know if that's the best example to give but that is one of those movies that i can totally see why someone would not have any would not get anything from it and right. yet I love it. And it's like I think maybe I am giving it a little bit more of a leash because it's P. T. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still very critical in the sense that if it were lacking in some way, I would not I would not pretend I would not lie to myself about it. But I don't know, like you never can tell, you know? Like Warhorse. How did you feel about warhorse Not a
1: fan. Okay. Oh, okay. We're, we're good. You know, yeah. Period. So you're not a blind fan. But know, he like, also, let's blindly. face it, Spielberg
0: is a director that has put out so many films, and he continues to kind of work. Mm. It's like Woody Allen is a director mm. without the other, let's not even talk about the other issues of being a Woody Allen <laughs> <Right>. fan, <laughs> but like, um, he's a director who I stopped seeing his movie. I mean, you know, I, I haven't seen the last five years of his movies, oh, and really? he keeps turning them out. I just don't, I just don't seek them out, but... I, I do think it kind of dilutes the pile, but I guess my point being, I don't think you have to love everyone. I think yeah. some of these directors who seem more like you know Wes Anderson makes a movie every few years, P.T. Anderson makes a movie every few years. I feel a little bit more like I want to get something out of it. It's like right. D'Angelo just put out a new album. Mm. <laughs> you know, After I, I'm, gu- I'm gonna years. give it a I'm gonna give it a second listen. If yeah. I if I don't like it, I'm still gonna give it a second spin because yeah. I want to I want to see. Although I did like what I heard from it. Actually, uh, did you listen to it? I'm, I listened I'm, to I'm... the single "Sugar Daddy" is actually pretty catchy. I mean. The, I mean... He's he is, weird. I, he I, is weird. But I love his weirdness. He reminds yeah. me of my favorite like weirdos. He has such a full voice. Music like, music, we'll yeah, we'll get yeah. to that stuff, but Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. yeah, those are the and in my past um Ronald actually you last time, you 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 got real specific. You always you always get pretty specific. I love it. Um now you see me was one of yours <laughs> that you were, were bugging. Yeah. which is hilarious to me because I didn't have fuck any expectations. Fuck that movie, bro. Uh, we still got to do fuck that movie as an episode. Fuck that movie. And into the world movies, you were tired of because that year there were a lot of them. And then you said half-assed comic book movies. I think a lot of those you would still say. Probably yeah, yeah I'm
1: probably I'm probably gonna say one that's a little yeah.
0: And in uh, um, the past, the year before that, just to give a quick re- recap, Steve was was on about CGI Twilight Baby. Um, Percy, the jackass who uh, you had oh, a confrontation Percy. with, I think and then he's dead. movies that have been delayed in release. You're <laughs> certain he's dead. I, I think we wished he so much some ill dirt will on him. His I want to like tell people what episode number to go back to, but just go back oh and God. listen to every episode of Movie Schmovie until you get. You to him Ill the discussion just... of Percy. <laughs> oh man, yeah, like we wished that he would like drink sour milk and all kind of stuff. <laughs> Um, and then you also were down on, uh, like I said, movies like *Great Gatsby* and *Gangster S- Squad* being re- being delayed. Oh, yeah, but I don't yeah. think it was so much the delays right. as the reasons for the delays that you were like, you right. were really agitated by why. Yeah. Um, Ronald, you were down on Adam Sandler movies. Oh God. You were down on bad sequels, and man, you came out hard against Mark Webb. That's still. Fucking. You, you called him a turd. <laughs> um, and I was sure I was works. down on bad bad makeup. <laughs> I was down on other people at the movies and um, bad scripts, and I, I singled out Prometheus as a movie that I really felt like script problems were oh, never more so has a movie been been you know a movie that I still like a lot about it, but yeah. a movie that could have been a classic, and it, it was totally script problems that so I would say those are things I I don't pretend to know as much about what the script was like. That's a problem I bet that lingers to this day, but I've sort of given up on trying to decide what the real problem with the movie is because right. I've, I've gotten a little bit more into the, like learning about the craft of screenwriting. And I feel like, whereas I used to think you could watch a movie and say, well, the script was bad. I think now you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what producer, what actor, what director. You don't know what was changed. You don't know what writer they brought in to polish on the day, whether that mm-hmm. was the person that wrote the original script. So I don't know now what like where those problems are happening. But um I think sometimes you can still tell that the scripts that are written by committee, like any movie that has like sixteen writers listed at the beginning, usually those scripts are 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 pretty bad. But mm. as far as other things, I don't know. I mean, you know last time i w- I came out against animal cruelty, that feels like a pretty safe stance. Oh
1: yeah, that was a that was a good
0: one. Um I came out against my own bladder. <laughs> and I came out against the inverse relationship of budget to quality. I would say that my my own bladder has maybe maybe I've learned I've got the it's made the most progress. Well, I've got my I've got a good cycle down now. So I'll recommend as you guys crest forty. <laughs> Just remember, wait a while before the movie. Pee right before you'll be golden. Um, and I um, <laughs> now I did notice in going back and taking those notes, I noticed that the first year we did this, I went first. The second year we did this, Ronald went first. But you're now saying you only have one. Well, that, that might be good, because
2: if one of you bitches take my one, I'm okay. going to be screwed. Oh, that, that wouldn't be very fair. So I'd like so, to just get this out of the way starts. early. You get it. And then if I come up with something else, I'll throw it in. But otherwise, I'll probably just hop on your wagons. Yes. Okay. So There's room on my wagon. There's Steve. room on your wagon for me. <laughs> um, There's one thing this year. <laughs> oh, God. What? There's one thing this year that has bothered me. Let me look at the date real quick so that I can pinpoint when this all started. This all started the weekend of June 6th, 2014. All right. When a movie was released that I could count no less than... I mean, I can't even count in two hands. How many of my friends, co-workers, not so much you guys, mm-hmm. but just people... Just to be
0: quick, just to make sure we're clear yeah. on this, you have the average amount of fingers for a human? I have all 10, Okay, yes. you have yeah. the, the regular set. So okay.
2: that, that equals more than 10. More than 10. Yeah, people um so talking about this movie like you know i really want to see this movie guys everybody's like let's go see it i'm saying that to everybody I'm like no i don't want to see it no one see this movie this movie will be one of my top 10 lists this year it is still currently i got the blu-ray i'm ready to watch the extra 90 minutes and i can't really? wait because i fucking love this movie and the thing that pisses me off is that the thing well I would say the core thing. There's a piece of this film in the way that it was put out that it's a studio problem. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to do with this movie. They didn't know how to market it. They didn't even know what the fucking the name of the movie. The very
0: thing that makes this movie great is what they didn't know how to market, which was that it was new. It was not a franchise. It was an original Strong story. Strong
2: female lead. Yeah, oh boy. Great performance by its leading man, which is what my fucking gripe is about. Yeah. Because people will not go see movies with Tom Cruise in them anymore. Yeah. That's so And I true. have a
0: huge problem with that. And he's yeah. doing, let's say it, some of the best work he's ever done. Yeah, that he's ever done. And true. that any actor <clears throat> at that level, I would say. And point in their as, career. As far as taking the chances yeah. and yet swinging for the fences every time. He's, yes. a, he's a really
1: interesting uh, yeah. person, that Tom Cruise. You know what I... I you know <laughs> That's what my I th- assessment. <laughs> you know what I think it is, man? I think that there's like this... <laughs> This culture of like trolling that exists, man. Like, I'll give you an example. Like mm-hmm. M Night Shyamalan, right? You may not like his movies, but they're way shittier movies. Can we be in agreement that they're way shittier movies than his movies? Can we sure? be in agreement that the word is agreement? Agre- yeah, I agree. Yeah. On yeah that. Agreement. Well, yeah. no,
0: but no. I think that part is so interesting because that's always what happens, though, Ronald. Yeah. Is that people want to say the worst. <laughs> Blank is the most high-profile blank. And you'll look at that and go, this is bad. Yeah. But there are many... Like, the actual worst thing is some shitty thing you'll never even understand. Yeah. Right. My, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, my issue
1: is that groupthink where, where there's, like, one concept, like, one thing that people want to take on that they kind of all try to adapt in there. I don't know, man. Like, the M. Night Shyamalan thing is one. Because it's, like, been... It's been talked about in, like, popular culture and, like, jokes on South Park and stuff like that, mm-hmm. people kind of stick to these ideas when they really have probably never seen some of his best work, have never really even attempted to. Well, Tom Cruise is definitely someone that
0: people have an aversion to for maybe good reasons. Like maybe he gave people a lot of ammo.
1: The, the Scientology thing. The
0: Scientology thing, the jumping on the jumping fence, on a, the, the, the lecturing Matt Lauer cab- about jumping he, on the fence. You know, you
1: still, you didn't see the one where he was on the fence. Jumping across the border.
0: He and Oprah were outdoors. <laughs> yeah. and he They were just talking. Yeah. Someone just got it on their phone and he jumped on a, fucking fence. No, but yeah, jumping on the couch. Where did I get fence? Um, but like I think that there was a period there where he he went from but even at that time I don't think people like you and me and you too, Steve. (laughs) I don't think that we were defending Tom Cruise before he jumped on the couch. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that I think that I took a vested interest in defending him when it became obvious to me that he was being like dismissed But up to that point, I thought Tom Cruise could kind of take care of himself. But now I think, like, you're right, Steve. People need to be told this is good. I mean, even with Nikki, I had to tell her, like, and a buddy of mine that's like a big sci-fi movie. I don't want to be mad at Nikki. No, but I'm just saying I had to tell her, like, because, you know, she can't put, she doesn't like cocky whatevers. And it's like. But
2: that's when he's his best. Right. Yeah. That's when he's the best. I know.
0: But I think she doesn't like, but I'm saying, I told her no, but the cockiness gets played, like the twist on the cockiness. Have we said the name of the movie yet? We haven't.
2: Well, my gripe is my gripe. Is, my Bahambug is to your Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and his boobs. I think I like that, man. Tom
0: Cruise. Maybe we <laughs> that, should. That,
2: maybe he should go by that name. Tom, maybe people will see more name. of his. Smell. That's
0: what his pectorals are called. <gasps> Tom Cruise. <laughs>
2: <Tom laughs> um. Tom Cruise. <laughs> the the, the Bahambug is Tom Cruise. Okay, but the movie. Yeah, the no, movie I'm talking about. He'll forever be Tom Cruise. The movie that I'm talking about now. Yeah, is Tom Cruise and. Ronnie Depp. <laughs> His Edge of Tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah. um, that's the movie that really kind of set me over the top this year you
0: mean live die repeat
2: well that's that. that's what it's called now for the Blu-ray I sent you guys a, a, a text yeah. message yeah. when I saw it for sale at Target I'm like you know, we talked a about weird the, stealthy thing to do though. We like, talked about that on the episode, like about how they just completely botched this movie. They didn't promote Emily Blunt yeah. and her kick-ass action star that she was in the film. Mm-hmm. They did, they had the movie called Edge of Tomorrow, the most boring fucking title, most generic, it sounds bland. Terrible, yeah. yeah, you could you could put it on any any movie. You know what I mean? This is Edge of Tomorrow, it's a family drama about a cat family coping with. Their future... I don't know. Yeah. You know it, could, it could apply to any it genre. It could have been anything. Sounds like know, the sequel to Annie. It could have exactly. been the sequel to Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Annie. Exactly. Um, could have been easily. You know, and, and and they renamed... It was actually supposed to be called Live, Die, Repeat, and then they swiped it. Well, it was supposed to be called right. uh, All You Need Is Kill, Yeah, th- which is also a, a better right. title. There, there's been this work, many working things, and they end up on Edge of Tomorrow, whatever. They, they just botched this movie. It's a great film. I mean, like I say, I fucking love this movie, and... But, but, my, but my, my humbug is really just the Tom Cruise thing. Because even before this movie came out, I feel like over the past... whatever Whenever that happened, the whole yeah. Oprah thing... Pretty much the Oprah thing, I think, is the point in time that it yeah. happened. And then I, I attribute it to... Because everybody that I talk to and ask why, they always say that. They it's, always say, he's so weird. Well there's a
0: creep factor to like auditioning girlfriends or whatever too. You know, like and again that's Yeah. That's the kind of thing that we've been talking about. Like there needs to be an email like hack <laughs> yeah. at the Scientology Center. That's where right. the the
1: real will yeah. come out. Right. Um, I, I think that people need to we, we live in a culture now where like someone's personal life is so synonymous with anything that they mm-hmm. do acting wise, yeah. which where that wasn't a thing before. Like you'd hear about something on occasion. But the fact that it's so attached to someone now. Absolutely. It's it's very strange that yeah. like people are basing their opinions on someone's skill on, man, man, say what you will. And this reminds me of kind of the Kanye West thing. And I think this is why he aligns with people like Tom Cruise. He talks about Tom Cruise a lot. Because right. the idea of like, what does his personal life have to do with his ability to perform? His yeah, ability to entertain you. Or to entertain yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he needs to show up entertainment wise. I don't understand yeah. how that's a factor. It's, it's because people are distracted by this stupid shit. It really has nothing to do with his skills. Right. Fuck what the fuck does that have to do with anything, man? I mean, I get I, I can see where it feeds into somebody But he's not
0: I mean, but he Well, I mean if someone doesn't like if someone doesn't like his acting and how he comes off in his movies mm-hmm. and then they have this other information that makes him seem like a weird guy or a creep or a or whatever i could see how that kind of weighs it down right but yeah, if, if yeah. you're not seeing a movie that someone is telling you is good because you don't like tom like that to me yes. feels like it's crazy but i'm just trying to think like if this movie if edge of tomorrow starred rosie perez yeah i wouldn't have gone to see right. it so it's like how i mean- can see that attitude but it's almost like He's one of the few actors at that profile making these big sci-fi movies and again like I just said taking these weird chances like I I like I, to see it and amazing. I don't know what he'll do next but it's like at this point if Tom Cruise is associated with a movie I'm kind of interested to see what it will be. It doesn't mean I've loved them all or even on average that I love them all. It just means that I think he's a guy that makes makes big movies and I feel like we've we've done this before. I mean he's one of our that if you were going to make a list favorite. of like our top our top ten causes on this yeah. show. One of them is is the, like don't forget Tom Cruise makes good movies.
1: He's one of those people where people do the opposite when they hear about him now because of his. It, it's like Brad Pitt, man. Like how many women have you spoken to in your life when you mention Brad Pitt? They say, "Well, he fucked over Jennifer Aniston, so I don't like him at all." Totally. I what the him. fuck does it I have? To him do, every day. What does that have to do with the movies, man? He shows up. He's a great actor. You've yeah. got to stop hanging. He's out He's no with Bill Jennifer Cosby. Anderson. I mean, like, it's if it problem. was Bill Cosby ish stuff, I'd be like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to see this movie. Right. He's not Bill Cosby though. He sure he left his wife. Well, so the fuck what, man? What about his movie? Fury was fucking good. I don't know. Tom Cruise, the same shit, man. I don't really understand why this feeling about him when that has nothing to do You should
2: with take it. even more offense to cuz he's the man that opened you up to sci-fi. <laughs> right. He did. He, I discovered He's the father of sci-fi. <laughs> he's um, the father. But yeah, I mean, looking over his like filmography like on, of all time, over. he's in like the top 10 f- actors mm-hmm. of all time in terms of you know, Rotten Tomato ratings average for your films, box office for films. He is one of the few True leading men that are still making films, and like John said earlier, I feel like he's making some of his best films now. Yeah, and he's producing films, he's in films. He, you never ever doubt when you watch a Tom Cruise movie. In my opinion, and I challenge you to to, to just to say otherwise. That he does not give every movie hundred and ten percent.
1: He really does. Like it you really
2: know is. that he is all about the movies that he picks. He's made, he's made
0: mad, bad movies. You you might almost say he should bring ninety five percent every now and then to one of these oh, mediocre maybe, films. Maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe. I mean I'm but I just... mean, even something like Rock of Ages. It's like he's clearly into that. Yeah you know? yeah.
2: He's just having fun with that. I mean I don't yeah. know. I'm just looking over a bunch of movies like, and I mean with the exception of Mission Impossible, he's one of the only ones in the top ten of box office all time, that really their filmography is not based on franchises like a lot of his movies that's the only franchise he has Right. Oh, it, yeah. it's a big franchise but a lot of the other people in the top lists, you know are people like Sam Jackson you know who's been in like some huge fucking franchises right right that's and how they get in that in right. that In that. Right. In that list and like you know Morgan Freeman has been in a lot of not franchise, but he hasn't been the star of all these but films but he's been in so many movies yeah. yeah he's been in like the Batman franchise pushes it mm-hmm. through the roof you yeah, know yeah. things like that and when you look at that, you're like, okay, well, that kind of skews a little bit. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, okay, you're yeah. and, he, and he, he has one of the biggest stars of all time. But then you know, sitting there, number six is Tom Cruise, you know, and he's still and of, of all those actors, the ones making their best now, none of them are. You yeah. know, even Tom Hanks is at the top. Somebody would question whether he's making his best movies. They're such different actors. No, no, I, I, but, I agree. But I think with Tom
0: Hanks, you could at least make a case that. In the last year or two, like that, Captain Phillips is one. You know what I mean? Like in the last. Oh, few I years, love that He's movie. done some of his best
2: work. I don't know. I just I, I would make a appeal. Please, you know, like get off your high horse. Mm-hmm. What have you done that's been perfect in your personal life? You yeah. know, what yeah, couldn't man. I judge, you know, about you? And I know you're not a movie star to the John Smith listening listening to this. Yeah, but man. If somebody's telling you a movie's good, don't say no just because Tom Cruise is in it. Yeah. Don't say no because you didn't like what he did on Oprah. Mm-hmm. Don't say no because you think he's like interviewing girlfriends or whatever yeah. the fuck that whole thing is. Like, the dude makes good movies. Mm-hmm. Look back 20, 30 years ago. He's been making really, really good movies that long and is making great movies still. So you're saying, Bahumbug to the people
0: that Bahumbug. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, man.
2: That's a good one, man. I mean, Tom Cruise. He's, he's, he's one of the most consistent actors that I've ever known. I mean, he's been in films for about as long as I've been alive. And he's mm-hmm. still making great... I mean, this is a great movie. This movie is showing up on people's top ten lists. Like, renowned websites. Yeah. making picking Edge of Tomorrow. A sci-fi film. Doug Liman, Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt on their top ten list. You know, so that should tell you a little more, too. Like, this is not just... You know, people just pumping Tom Cruise up because he's Tom Cruise.
0: Well, I mean, I think that is the one thing I would say to people as well. uh, That that if there's good word of mouth about a movie like this, it's because it's good. Because clearly clearly there's almost like built-in backlash to a Tom Cruise movie. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely.
1: I think it may be one of those movies that when it goes to something like Netflix, not the... (laughs) You love Netflix. It fucking goes to Netflix or something. I don't understand ne- what you'll Netflix, never, Netflix did to you, you as a child, it, but... Ronald. But I you fucking, love it. Uh, when it goes to something like Netflix and it's more accessible to people, I think that it'll be one of those movies. I, I feel like I watch, I'll watch Edge of Tomorrow if it ever comes, if, if it ever is on TV, and I want, I'm, I'm like, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I yeah.
2: forgot. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I will bet money that it will do I much lo- better I... on Blu-ray now that it has a different title. You think? Which so? is ridiculous. That, oh. you know that that part of it it's not not tom cruise part but i mean just getting back to like why the movie failed mm-hmm. but like i feel like calling it live die repeat i feel like more i feel like people will be interested to see this movie more yeah. than, than edge of tomorrow yeah which just rolls off your brain yeah like well, all right
1: yeah. yeah live die repeat is a good thing for it i don't know
2: yeah i don't know but that's that's my sole bahamut for the year as your... of right now um well i have a, i have a, i want to throw it out there get it you know get it out into the world
0: I have a really silly one, a really light one. This is simple, but it, it made me think about bigger issues. So okay. I'll throw that out there. Um, uh, m- movie tickets suck. Mm. Suck now. They, they print out this little thing that's on like receipt paper. Oh, receipt paper. Yeah. Like it oh, used yeah. to be that if you went to see a movie that you loved, you could ho- you could take that ticket stub and maybe stick it i don't know i used to i used scrapbook to scrapbook it i'd get home i'd stick a ticket stub would sit on my mantle for a while and i would look at it and i would be like oh yeah i love that movie you know it's like guardians of the galaxy or something like that would see that with my son he loved it um you know would might i mean i don't i don't scrapbook a- anymore but i still occasionally keep things like i might yeah, but yeah. It, you'd be it's printed on like that heat sensitive receipt paper that just it's not special it's just a shitty little piece of paper that that I I can't imagine like what a kid today is not going to have that association with. Oh, I went to go see this. Even concert tickets sometimes yeah. would be that way. Yeah, I used to, but it used to be like something that you would hold on to. And, and if it, you
2: even get a receipt, right? You could do it on your phone. Yeah, it's which is phone. like
0: I understand, and I can see that you're smiling really big, and that's what I actually I'm getting at here yeah. is, you know, like, like the move away from paper, the move away from physical objects, the move away from physical media. That's what I'm humbugging, Ronald. Ooh, that's a <laughs> it's a good like, one. You don't get a keepsake, even though it was a dumb little keepsake and it was yeah. always kind of crappy. It wasn't like, I mean, I, you know, what I'm picturing is like, it would be great to have like, oh, you're going to see like a fancy screening and you would have like a nice ticket that would be worth saving. But that probably hasn't been the case for most movies I've seen in my life. Only at like festivals or something have I ever had like, you know, something I might've held on to. And even then it's
2: rare. So it's like, I totally agree with you. But like moving away from that, there's a, yeah, there's a tangible piece that you like. I I can I, I, I and I still have them in a jar. Yeah, I remember like my eight or nine movie stubs for when I went and saw Scream in the mm-hmm. theater. It's like I, it was a thing for me to collect them. Yeah. Yes, like this is how much I fucking love this movie, <laughs> you know. Or like the Fight Club ticket stubs I remember keeping. You know, like there's that doesn't happen anymore. Right. Yeah. There's no. Well, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You would, no. You
0: might. You might think you would, but then you look at it and you're like, it's kind of flimsy. And what it says is like theater 15, and it's got the movie name like abbreviated. And it's shorthand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so and it's yeah. like you throw it out. But it's also it goes hand in hand. Like look at this. I mean, this museum to outdated technology that I that I'm yeah. surrounded with. I've got I've got comics. I've got records. I've got books and CDs and I just it's like we're not. We're not going to have things. We're not going to have... It's it's all going to be memory. It's all going to be in the cloud. And then one day, when the electromagnetic pulse goes off that wipes out (laughs) everybody's hard drive, all you're going to need is electricity and a DVD player to fire up a DVD, but you're not ever going to be able to get back that cloud shit, so... I feel like we've talked about this on the show before, yeah, but, yeah. but I do think like the idea of not having stuff, like whether it's something as silly as a ticket for a piece of memorabilia, or just actually having
1: the movie that you want to watch, yeah, you know, yeah. like people forget about that stuff when you don't have the internet, you're fucked, right? You would you have to have copies of things sometimes, even if it's just on a hard drive. I mean, like I remember that's Oliver Stone saying
0: time. that in an interview years ago. Like he said when Blu-ray was like becoming a more popular format, he said if you're a movie buff. Go buy Blu-rays. He said, because this is the last tangible format. Yeah, that's it. Like, after, the resolution is not going to get better for your home screen is kind of what he said. I mean, obviously, we've got 1080p. You know, you can debate that. But I still think, in general, the jump from, like, DVD to Blu-ray was huge. I could see, I mean, people going beyond that, I I think they're getting away from that filmic look. And we can talk one day about, if it really becomes widespread, the sort of 4K 4K or whatever. But right now it's yeah this is as nice as a movie's going to look on your in your home setup yep. you know mm. and yep. and I do still like think okay certain movies I'm going to go buy just because I like that idea of having it even though something like there will be blood I pull that blu ray out frequently and put it in a stack of things I'm, I never get around to watching it mm. but I'm glad yeah, I'm glad that I have it. it but I'm not I don't know I try not to be like possession oriented but there's still something to be said for having some having stuff. the yeah. thing yeah, yeah I get it so I don't know I know that's a leap from tickets, but that would be my Bah Humbug. Is just Bah Humbug, the death of physical media.
1: (laughs) Cool. Um, One of my favorite comedians right now said one of the funniest things that I've heard in a while. Uh, It's old Murph, new Murph, get me out of here. Referring to Interstellar. Mm Mm-hmm. Interstellar is my my hungba, and I'll explain.
2: I still haven't seen it.
1: Okay, so one of the issues to me is that Christopher Nolan, one of the better directors in the past decade. We can can all agree. Well, again,
0: I would say... Let's let's call him ambitious.
1: Ambit- okay, like ambitious, okay. Ambitious. One of the most well, that's ambitious. One, well, that's one of the arguments. Ambitious, right? And potentially
0: so, maybe one of the more philosophical too. Like as far as what he tries to pack into this okay, movie,
1: right? Okay, so that's part and he's of my trying issue.
0: to package it for a mainstream audience. All that's right. what he does. So that's right? my No issue. one else does that right now.
1: Interstellar. Interstellar exists. Interstellar could arguably be the weakest of his movies. I, oof, I don't know, man.
0: See, I, I've been reassessing his his oeuvre recently, and okay. I wonder if some of the ones that I really like, like for instance, Prestige, which I really liked when I saw uh-huh. it, I wonder if it's not that great of a movie that just has like it's held together. It's got some great things about it, but I wonder if if it's kind of a mess of a movie. So that's
1: kind of that's it, kind of my issue with Interstellar. Like, uh, so my issue with Interstellar is this is is kind of. What the Netflix culture has done us, it's it's you and Netflix. It's spoon fed people movies.
2: It's, you still got that subscription though,
1: right? I just got it. Oh, okay, good. I just you know I just he got just it. Signed right? up? No, no, I just signed up again. His, recent, it's super recent.
0: His hatred reached such a fever pitch that he finally subscribed because Chelsea
1: Peretti's special came on. Um, I couldn't find it any other place. Yeah. I had to get it. I well, love they're doing Chelsea. well with that type of stuff. Let's, yeah, man, Netflix's I love Chelsea original Peretti. Programming is, is interesting. So, Interstellar <laughs> makes. Uh, a type of movie very palatable to the average watcher. And that's sort of the idea that, like, there's this heavy message kind of interwoven into this sort of movie, right? There's a lot of movies that exist like this. Mainstream doesn't really get these movies so much. My issue with that is, like, people making things deeper than they really are talking to people about interstellar you would think this movie was the fucking i don't know jesus it was the story of jesus christ you you would think talking to some people about the depth of this movie mm-hmm. and what it represents people are fucking talking about the bible
0: that part where matthew mcconaughey died for everybody's
1: sake <laughs> yeah. i can Shit. see why people it's, well, it well it my my bah humbug has kinda to do does. With the, no it doesn't really <laughs> the bah humbug has to do with the idea that like these Christopher Nolan is a solid director, but don't act like he's Jesus fucking Christ.
0: Yeah, see I feel like I feel like Inception gets overrated the same way. It's like it's an interesting movie, it's an exceptionally yeah, well made film. It's and there's visuals in Interstellar that are mind blowing. Yeah. And concepts that are mind blowing. Like yeah. concepts about space travel, but the choices that he made like there's a lot of cheese yeah. in there that's holding it. to I th- I, th- I see I would say that's more the problem of Christopher Nolan is that he's not Stanley Kubrick I'm not against he, he's he's like but he gets compared to Stanley Kubrick because yeah. he makes these kind of distant films but he's he's not that calculated no. intellectual in his approach no. there is something kind of philosophy 101 about Christopher Nolan. Like, he takes ideas that are kind of, you know, like, look at even at the Batman films, like the way the Joker represents chaos, and oh, Bane yeah, represents yeah. something. He has these concepts that he's playing with, and I don't know that he always backs up those concepts with enough, like, intellectual rigor to to justify making the movies as ponderous and as serious as they're. Uh, because that's my whole thing, is I don't know that the, the seriousness matches up to the the what he's actually putting forth however no one like i said no one else seems to make movies that are that that big that ambitious in terms yeah. of their visuals in terms of their scope We're talking so about he's a very me- very singular director but there there there's there something kind of cold about his films to me yeah
1: i think that's well, that's my pet peeve like the fact that these movies are presented in a way well People but I mean, like, he's a cold filmmaker, so I bet he would say, "Yeah, that's my point." You know what yeah, I mean? Some of that's intentional. Yeah, maybe intentional. that's yeah. So I, I hear people talking about this movie, and I, I, I you just I don't shudder. think it's all that, and people yeah, are talking I about yeah, like, shudder to that. think that like th- this is this is it. Like, you have to look a little outside of the mainstream for whatever it is that you're seeking in these these Christopher Nolan movies. You can find in other movies that aren't quite as popular. I will even say that the what's the name of that movie with uh fucking uh Lawrence Fishburne in it? That space the signal the signal, oh, signal. The
0: signal. I just saw, I just saw that
1: the signal was ambitious. Like I what what the fuck are people acting like? Inter- these movies came out the same. I mean like it's yeah, not as good. The
0: signal, the signal does that thing of like ending right when I wish the movie was was going a little further. Yeah yeah. yeah. Like the signal ends. I get the that. The signal goes into contortions. But but let's let's say that Christopher Nolan does this too. Mm-hmm. And with more money and with more scale, and so that the fact that the signal did what it did with its budget, I, by the way, Lawrence Fishburne was great in that small miracle. But that his he did. his role, the way he played this guy, who's so affable and so yeah. even, I thought that he was great. Um, that movie saying, had a couple the, of neat reveals in it, and it yeah. felt like it had some of that kind of Neil Blomkamp kind of yeah, vibe definitely. to it. But um, I'm just saying
1: budget wise,
0: it's just no, what it pulled off. Yeah, yeah. It's, but what? what but to, to your point, actually, I think I'm agreeing with you. But I got to get this out. Mm-hmm. What Christopher Nolan does, though. He does, he's not M. Night Shyamalan, totally, but he does preserve twists. His movies do construct themselves to preserve a piece of information that you don't have. Like yeah. Memento is a trick. Yes. You know, it actually is interesting on the second viewing. Some movies don't have that. Um, the Prestige is a trick, literally, but it's about that art of, you know, he, he makes movies about movie making. And yeah. I read someone who went into the whole thing about Inception being about movie making, and it was a really very detailed metaphor for how oh, that wow. movie is about movie making, like down to like which character represents the director and represents the producer and the writer and oh, stuff, sure. it was fascinating. It really worked. Wow. it really worked. Right That's... down to the fact that what they're trying to create is a false reality wow. within a false reality, and the fact that they're being brought in and he's being paid by a company, so he's wow. he's the p- producer. Tom Hardy is the right, you know, whatever thing it was that That's it was like crazy. Holy re- shit, I've never. It really was it. interesting, and I, I, I it worked. I think those ideas are big and interesting, but um when you preserve when you make a movie to kind of preserve a twist like interstellar has a couple of things that the whole movie is built around you waiting to find out how one thing connects to another um i do think that can make a movie feel kind of mm-hmm. small when it's over and i think interstellar is a movie that has like On top of that feeling, it also has like two or three endings. Like there's a point where it kind of seems like it's ending, and then there's like a happy ending, and then another kind of happy. It's like it piles on a little too much, and it kind of explains too much after keeping us at arm's length for so long. So I feel like it's it's definitely not the best Christopher Nolan movie. No, it does represent the kind of height of a certain level of craft that he's he's willing to put into something. But I mean, I haven't been around anybody that's been talking about that movie in a very mind blown way so I feel like I've been more likely to defend that movie but I, I, I think I might agree with you that it ultimately it's not a it's just not as doesn't have as much going on in it as as people yeah it's,
1: it doesn't it doesn't I mean and even with that said this might even be in my top 10 seriously but you have to be smart enough you have to be smart enough in this situation <laughs> to take whatever it is that you're critiquing mm-hmm. and not kiss its ass so much that you're not looking at what it is that it represents in the shittiest way possible, as well as being a great representation of filmmaking yeah. too. And I think that that happens with Christopher Nolan movies. I like Christopher Nolan and the way that he's praised sometimes when I'm reading. You know, when people things, talk about him like he's the Messiah Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. God man, like step back a little bit. Like, wow. It's it's come on. Interstellar was okay. <laughs> it was, it was top it was really good, but god damn it, it wasn't. Wasn't the greatest story ever told. Not even remotely close. Well, I
0: like even your point too about like looking outside. You were referring to the signal, but even in general, like just looking outside of the mainstream to see the more interesting, challenging, thought provoking films. Yeah. You're all it's always gonna be the case. I mean, it's to maybe be a rare director that gets a lot of money that can also make For
1: a, movie a quarter that's kinda of the challenging. Budget. Yeah. For a quarter of the budget. I watched uh what was that movie in uh the movie that took place in the house with the alternate realities. The one I love. Um, with the group of people, it was like sci-fi oh. based.
0: Ah,
1: uh. oh, fuck. Uh, inheritance or inheritance? Inherence? It might be called in, but but the idea Co- that like that coherence? coherence, coherence, coherence. I wanted to say compliance, but that's a different movie. Re- Co- coherence has probably done a, a tenth of the money that it cost for that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm and it challenged. Me in a way that I really enjoyed and it was sci-fi and it was it didn't have any magic in space and space and wormholes in it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like I just think that the stuff that we're spoon fed is good. Yeah. But fuck, man, if you look a little bit, if you even venture out on the internet and just look up best movies, best non-mainstream movies, best indie movies. Fucking watch something from that list. I just fucking but because it's a bigger issue. It has to do with like people's palettes, man. I, I just think that people really don't challenge themselves. Well, people do like art-wise. to go
0: to. We talked about it a little bit earlier when we were talking about the kind of fanboy stuff. People do latch onto a particular filmmaker and make yeah. that guy like their guy.
1: It's, God damn it, man! It's like,
0: kind of a, an immature thing to do in a lot of ways. Is. But but like particularly on like um. Steve, do you have have you been doing research to drum up another Baham bug?
1: No.
0: Okay, cuz am going to go ahead and jump into mine yeah, next please. one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't um, mean to no, like. No, because this is dovetailing perfectly with one okay, of mine. Cool. Which is that um uh I I didn't know what to call this when I wrote down the internet <laughs> or people are so stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like the, the, the you know, you see people on message board. I mean, it's my it's my mistake because I scroll down. I read the message board. I'll read an article that I like and I'll be like I'm going to read the, the I'm going to read the comments on this. And then I read the comments and I'm so used to reading the comments on a thing I just read that when I finish reading the comments, I instinctively want to click on the comments on that and be like Someone, I want someone to be like, can you believe what that asshole said in the com-? Like I want there to be comments on the comments, and it's yeah. like a rabbit hole. But you're looking for someone else. Do you ever do this? Like you're looking for someone else to say what you would say? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're reading the comment section, and there's all these people going back and forth, and it's argumentative bullshit, and you're getting mad. And you're just like, I'm waiting for someone to come in and say, well, you're right, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Come on. Let's be serious. <laughs>
3: yeah. And
0: I'm looking for that. And if I find that, I step away. But if I don't, I'll find that I will go down the rabbit hole, and I will like, I'll <laughs> let it bother me that people are dumb, and that they they put thing- there are people that have in their signature things like in nolan we trust that's what made me think of it is this topic is there are people that are like such fanboys they're so far up a filmmaker's ass that they will shout down people that say Mm -hmm. if they're like trailer for the new chris nolan movie comes out Mm -hmm. this is so connected to what you're talking about with fanboy shit and there are people saying this looks like the most amazing thing and there's people saying i don't know nolan hasn't made a good film since memento how dare you! <laughs> you know they're just shouting them down. It's so dumb, right. and it's so argumentative, and it's so based around like sadly, some of those message boards are more interesting than the films that some of these Oh, probably yeah. so. Probably so. And I yeah. think some of those people live for the the message board, and you can tell different sites have better better moderated. <laughs> like I, I actually do I, a, a writer that I've probably mentioned on the show a couple of times, I've sent you guys links. Uh, Devin Ferracci, who mm-hmm. writes for Badass Digest, There's they one have one. a pretty well moderated uh, message board or comment section, their comments are what the A.V. Club used to be like. The A.V. Club has taken on some of the category. It's like a higher brow version of what you get on YouTube, but it's still (laughs) very like puns and jokes and people commenting. And, you know, uh, commenters that have this self-mythology going on and people that have a little friendship that you can trace and you can tell that we're waiting for... I don't know Zombie butt three to show up and do his gimmick or whatever his, I don't I don't understand that behavior. I like it when people are actually reacting to the. Yeah. but you can see there are frequent posters on every site you go to. If you read the comments, you'll see there that that avatar pop up. and there's sometimes you know you'll never like I've wanted to go and find somebody and strangle them. I'd look at that little avatar. and I don't even post on these things. Like I occasionally will like or or downvote something. I've only ever signed in a couple times to comment just because no one was mentioning what I would have mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so, it's just there's such a sea of stupid. And I think that if you're following <laughs> movies, maybe for this show, I've been more in, in compelled to do it where I want to read up on something. Or I want to find out what the official, not just what the what the trailer looks like, but what people are saying about the trailer. Because it, yeah. can, it can color our conversations. But And this is not related to movies at all. But I did one day, this was, I was thinking about this when I was thinking about people being stupid on the internet. Um, And I thought about, there was this one thing. One day I I saw a picture of a fox and I was like, you know, I don't really know what a fox is. Like, I know that they're, they look sort of coyote-ish, kind Mm. of wolfish, but I don't know. Like, I feel like I knew, I heard something a long time ago about them (laughs) not being canines, about them being maybe uh, cat-like or part of some other family, like raccoons or whatever. So I was like, I'm going to look into it. So I went on and typed in, "Are, are foxes descended from from dogs or cats or you know what what is it fox a dog or a cat and there was like uh one of those i don't know if it was yahoo answers or it was one of those pages where you've got like the different comments and like the first someone said i just gotta know it's been bugging me are are, are, are foxes more closely related to dogs or to cats and so like the, the responses are like the first response i actually copied some of this Someone coming in saying they come from the canine family, which means they're related to dogs. However, they do share some characteristics with cats that confuse people because of the shape of their eyes and the tail and everything else. It's like, but they're dogs. And then another person posted dog family and contains dog, fox, hyena, wolf, jackal, hound. Firm information. Someone else says it is a canid, a member of the zoological dog family. This is down the line. So we're feeling pretty good about this, right? Some information has been found out. The original poster posted... After reading everyone's answers, I guess it's a dog, but I was going to say cat. And someone comes after them and says, don't tell me it's a dog. That's a huge lie. I've seen red foxes climb trees and sleep in them. Foxes also purr and make clicking sounds like cats. This is at the end of the thread. That's the last, that's the final word. I was convinced until I read that that foxes have been known to climb trees. They purr and they make clicking sounds, just like cats. So, That I'd makes say, them a cat. I'd say science is wrong on this one. Foxes are cats. Bah humbug! Foxes, you're not a cat. I would
1: have, I would have definitely guessed dog. And I
0: think that if you're, a, if you are a trying to keep up with movies that are coming out and trying to keep up with kind of what the. What the word on the street is, you can't help but run into this stuff. No, but... Shittiness, and it will bring you down. Like it'll leave you in a bad mood that yeah. there's a person out there who typed that.
1: They will. The thing is, like anything related to a star, a male star, will eventually lead to that person being called a fag. It happens. Like it. It takes maybe ten comments, <laughs> something about that, and then it eventually happens. And then something about their sexuality, <clears throat> how shitty they are, who they're fucking if they have an STD that stuff all like it descends into this shitty well all the misogyny too <laughs> and the misogyny and like the
0: racist like the fact that there were actually people that were upset mm-hmm. at a black stormtrooper in the new oh, Star Wars trailer I'm so upset they're 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 so entrenched in their like their white nerd privilege I don't even know what that is like who I mean, are these people you I know I don't know man like, I'm, I know who I am, and I'm, I'm reading. So for me to actually go to the trouble to be part of this commenting community, I would have to be even further down, you know, I would even yeah. have to be further removed from society. I don't know who these people are. I don't, I, I don't suspect that they live fulfilling lives outside of posting on the internet about shit all the time.
1: The, the thing is, they have to be people we know. Some of those people have to be... Some of those people have to be some people that we know. So the
0: anonymity of it, right? That's what yeah, gives yeah. them the ability to do it. It could be
1: anybody. It could be somebody you just... Like, somebody that is completely out of touch with reality. Could be right... I'm picturing a few people I know that, yeah, that, that yeah. could be That's what we've met that are just like... I know they put something shitty like that on her.
0: Well, you take that Venn diagram of people that are out of touch with reality, and then you take... Uh, People that are like, like, easily offended, and and very pissed off about the little affronts. Like somewhere in the middle of that, you can find that that short list of people who you think, well, this person might be going home after I see them and posting online as whoever I don't know. The you know the anal cunt avenger or whatever their name is (laughs) online. But I like that name. (laughs) That's actually one of the movies that Marvel has just announced. (laughs) The anal cunt avenger. Yeah, I'd watch that. But anyway, so I guess I it's not really a uh, Bahumbug to foxes, even though I am pissed off that they're not cats. Yeah. All that purring really <laughs> threw me off. But really uh, a to the internet and just the fact that I don't know that we can like I want to flush it. Like really let's just get rid of it and have a new one, but there's no way to do that. So yeah. it's just out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Internet is fucking dumb. But it's so great at the same time. Well,
0: I mean it is. It's like I will get I get sucked into it, but
1: it's a problem. Trolling, like, I... trolling is like a big thing now. Like it's such a epic shitty thing that people do all the time yeah first like first thing i say first first the post and then shitty things follow like it just i don't know why people brag about being a first post well,
0: it's like you'll you'll be like oh, i want to i want to see what people think of this article i just read yep. and you go down and this first and the next one is like blursed <laughs> and the next one is squirced. and you're like okay there's some in joke running on this site that yep. i'm not part of and then it's like the list someone makes a pun and there's got to be 80 puns and you're scrolling past the puns yep. you know People are like, I don't know. And then you'll see someone, every now and then you can tell that somebody thinks that this is like a real forum. (laughs) And it makes me think of myself at 19. If I was 19 now and I was sitting, maybe I'd have to be younger. I'd have to be like 15 or 16 to think that I was actually relating to people. On a message board or on yeah. a... On a con- I, and the fact that I call it a message board <laughs> tells you something. But on all the comment sections, you know what I mean? Like, it does seem like people believe that that's a real thing, but like...
1: Yeah, yeah. they're like, well, I, I believe in integrity. Shut up, fuck. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. And then they're like, your dick's probably small. You probably don't have a girlfriend. I'm like, what? I and then you see the was poor was fool about- trying
0: to explain. No, you don't seem to understand. I have a perfectly normal <laughs> penis, but I'm posting on this board. It's like the person... It's like the back and forth. Yeah. You don't want to get drawn into it. Like you know, I, I I wish I could coach Henry. Like I could just say Henry, don't get
1: Don't get pulled into, get a pulled into the controller. internet. Just ignore it. Like yeah. those
0: people I know that don't like I think they're crazy, the people who don't have a smartphone and they're not on social media and stuff, but then there's times where they seem brilliant, you know, like yeah. they're probably out like woodworking and fucking and things that are, you know, <laughs> exciting things, interesting
1: things. Absolutely. Necessary things. Pet so, I don't know what I was going to say. Pet Pet peeves.
2: Pet? Pet, pet pet Boys.
0: Oh. We're going to throw in an ad for Pet Boys. Well, I have two.
1: Superhero movies um about people that we know already. Like how many fucking Spider-Man, fucking Batman, fucking every character that we know. Are you objecting
0: know... to rehashing the stories or or just the fact that these characters are still around?
1: The the, the fact that they're still around. And see cuz I like the idea of continuing the
0: story going forward. I don't yeah, like I, the idea I mean, of rebooting because, every few years. Because and up trying until to... this point, we
1: have never seen a, a, the continuance of a story yeah, that's at this true. point. So I guess... The Force Awakens. Not yes. a reboot. The one the cool thing about Star
0: Wars going yeah. forward is that, like I was thinking about this the other yeah. day, is they may manage to avoid the remake, reboot, Thing because it will always be a saga it'll always be something moving That's forward. like why would someone like, go back and reboot if if in six years we have now doubled the number of star wars movies and these are the best ones yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. people won't be looking back That'd as be much nice. so anyway um,
1: but yeah the, the whole idea that like w- w- the original stories they have to happen at some point we cannot have these recycled stories so i for example guardians of the galaxy was a a healthy reminder that you can take a lesser known story and make it and have it work. And, and and through just good filmmaking, good character choices, good actor choices, good it it can work. Right. So I'm so sick of seeing Batman and Spider Man and Superman and just Bring, bring me something new. You will always see them. You will always see them, but bring our me something children's
2: new. children's children will they always are, see but them. But
1: bring, bring us something new in between.
0: I, I think it's funny that when people want to complain about, it's a pet peeve of mine these days. I guess I could have bahumbugged this, but it's sort of a minor thing. <laughs> um, not as important as movie tickets. Not are we me. getting Walker? Uh, a little bit, but not, not, not being, uh, you know, it's not as blisteringly hot of a topic as like movie tickets being printed on shittier paper. I know everyone's up yeah. in arms about that, but, um, just the idea that, um, like when these movies do keep coming out and they do kind of dilute the waters, people like to talk about them like they're the only type of movie being made right yeah and i think that's wrong i think there's still plenty of like the fact that people want to go see these movies these are movies that are making money right now but it's not like you're not getting romantic comedies it's not like you're not getting it's just that right now it seems like all these people want to have this plan for this universe and this franchise marvel's like the only company they're like this they're like the people that you think of when you think of that but they're also like the only people that when they announce those movies i go oh cool I can't yeah. wait to see what they do with Black Panther. I can't wait right. to see what they... Like They like you said, Steve, they've earned it. They've earned the trust to believe that they might bring in some cool actors and they yeah. might do some... You know, again, not that all those movies are great. They just have a, a quality and a, a flavor that's fun. DC has yet to sort of prove that. Like, yeah. with Man of Steel being the basis, I mean... I think we all kind of thought that movie was okay, but it's not one that I go back to in my mind that often. I see a lot of potential there. I still like the actors. I'm interested to see what they do. But, you know, it'll be a few movies before you can say whether DC's plan, the one they announced, the ridiculous amount of movies they announced, it felt a little premature on DC's part to me to say they're going to make a cyborg movie in 2019 or something like that. Like, that's like we haven't even been introduced to that character yet, you know? It feels a little bit less of a risk to say. Okay, we've got what's his name? Is it Chad Bozeman that's mm-hmm. going to play yeah. like an actor that's been getting great notices and that has been maybe the best thing about a couple of movies to be to put him in that role of Black Panther? That feels a little more exciting because it does feel like th- we we kind of know what to expect more. Yeah. But that movie could be middling. I mean, it could be just like Thor two or something like that. I don't think it will be. But um, no, I, I I think you're totally right that like there's something kind of it's it, there is no right answer, but it does seem like audiences are ready to accept a character if it's pulled off just right but yeah. you can't just expect people to come because it's it's part of this exciting uh, massive movies we've announced there has to be a good movie like that's think yeah. that's the thing that Guardians of the Galaxy also proves is that it has to be an actual movie that people can go and see and enjoy and like as a movie it doesn't it can't just be that they're excited to see the next six movies to see what you've got going i don't know it's a very weird thing i mean i don't know if this ever happened before Maybe so, they just yeah. weren't announcing it, but now I, I think everyone's trying to squat on release dates. I think that's the reason why these things get announced so far in advance.
1: Yeah, now. Um, I'm really excited about the idea that like Disney Marvel. Okay, so I'll say Big Hero Six is one of the movies that I I don't know. Like I don't know how you felt about. How would it represent it for the idea that like it, it is a Marvel something, right? It's like a but, Marvel... But
0: it doesn't. I mean, it yeah, doesn't like have Ch- Marvel at the beginning. Right, so it doesn't have
1: Marvel not, at yeah. the beginning. It is a Marvel movie that they didn't yeah. quite, quite present as one of those things. I, I like the idea of them, the studio that made... The company that made this character embracing him and giving it a flair that these other companies really couldn't do because it... it then the love isn't there. There's a thing that... I mean, you could say what you want about the Avengers, and there's love put in those movies. Almost right. in a way that you're like, man, they would love the fans. It's made by fans. Yeah. And that's that's how, that's how why Guardians was made the way there that was. That's the reason why the first Iron Man felt the way that it did. Yep. I don't know, but you can say whatever you want about the other ones. I didn't give a fuck about those. The first one, when you first saw well, Iron Man... Well, that was man, the... That was it. I mean, yeah, that it, was, was the, it was it. It was it introdu- was ground zero
0: for this whole thing that we're talking about. Yeah.
1: So I mean, there's something to be said about a group of people that know know this character, love this character, and can do something with it. So to see a Spider-Man that's made by Marvel Studios, goddamn, like I I get excited just thinking about it. If he got even showed up in one of the Marvel movies and was you know Spidey, like there's something about like sarcastic. Terrible jokes, but like I, I, they overdid it in the other ones. Like I feel like they kind of overplayed. See, I didn't, I didn't see either one of those movies. So. I don't. Yeah, don't. Well, I heard them. that Mark Webb is a turd, so I don't. I don't typically He's a don't fucking turd, man. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. So I don't know. I'm, I'm. That's what I'm excited about, and and I'm excited about Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is going to That
0: sounds interesting. Great cast. Um, and I'm—I might be the only person that has remained optimistic about Ant-Man, but I can't. I just want to see some footage from it. Yeah, you know? I would. I would love like that to with see. that cast and with the Marvel track record. I do feel like it could be something kind of fun, but it could—you know—you could—it could totally be the the little ugly stepchild of the whole thing because yeah. I haven't seen them mention Ant-Man in context of any of these other yeah. films. But yeah. anyway.
1: But yeah, that's it's exciting just to think about what that represents. Because I mean, just. The fact that they can't say mutants in Right. like what? Yeah, like, no, that's crazy. Come on, like what what is they can't mention mutants in a fucking movie about
0: uh it, I don't know. But 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 back to to, to the Bug portion of this. What you're
1: what you're really down on is just the idea that that like they're they're not doing anything new. Yeah, yeah. And and we're so we're far enough away from Iron Man that that can't be the person anymore. Right. We're far enough away from captain america at this point that captain america can't be that person so i think that they should try another person mm-hmm. and and if you if you make a good movie people will come mm-hmm. that's it that's we well, i feel
0: i feel like captain america maybe more so than iron man still has some juice in it because he of does. what they've been doing but i do agree that it can start to feel kind of samey and one of the things mm-hmm. that can help that is to you know like I mean, and if they characters.
1: intermingle other characters in this the Civil War one, I mean mm-hmm. this might be it may represent something a little different than yeah. Winter Soldier did, which was a which was a great movie. Oh, I fucking love that movie. But if you start weaving other Marvel characters into Civil War, you can start sprouting out other movies. You can do other franchises. People need to have their palette cleared a little bit and introduce some new people.
2: Well, that's something I I I feel like at this point though that can happen. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's probably timely that you're saying like I want that to happen mm-hmm. or Baham Humbug bah, going and not happening before. Yeah. Like that's where it's at now or yeah. at least for the Marvel side.
1: Cuz Guardians did it. I mean like Well, right, I know. Gu- I mean Guardians that that's did the it. prime example, yeah, but I'm just Guardians saying like
2: <clears throat> the handoff can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it's Iron Man and Cap being phased out and somebody other, you know, like that can happen now because as a viewer, you trust it. And as somebody's not in the comics, you, you feel enough in the loop that you're looking for it. Just like somebody like you are, Yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm looking for that too. I can relate to what you want, you know, even as somebody that's not aware of even what's out there to pull. Right. You know, I'm like, if somebody gets introduced and I'm like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. I will trust that if it becomes that spinoff or yeah. you know whatever other movie that they announced Ant-Man know nothing about it but just like you said I'm interested in it you know like yeah. cuz I trust that if that's what they picked and that's what they decided on mm-hmm. there's a reason and like I'm okay with investing in that and I'm excited for it you yeah. know so I think it's hard to say before all this greatness happened the reason they kept going back to the to the well for the for the tried and trues is that that's all they really could do.
1: Yeah, you know that's what I mean. True, but it's
2: it's a different landscape now, and that's why they're they're making slates that go out <laughs> like <laughs> six so, years in the future. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's insane. You know, so I think you will get your.
1: I would love that. It looks like you're gonna get your your wish. Yeah. I mean... So cool, man. That's that's my bottom You
0: said you had a, another one.
1: Oh, real looking people in movies, man. Bah humbugging real-looking people. No, that but that the fact that there aren't. Oh. I, mean, I watched Honey, I Honey, I Shrunk the Kids the other day. Mm-hmm. Rick Moranis is a regular-looking person. <laughs> I mean, like, just watching movies with like real-looking. His wife. I don't know like what regular... world
0: you live in, Ronald, where a, a virile stud like Rick Moranis is considered a
1: regular-looking person. Yeah, <laughs> Rick... that guy.
2: Exudes. That Adonis.
1: <laughs> where is that? People don't look. If you look at those '90s movies and like late '80s movies and. Nobody looks like that anymore in movies. Like you don't have like a normal looking person anymore. A, a a lead, a female lead that like looks, she's gorgeous, but still looks like a person mm-hmm. that's approachable. I mean, even Jennifer Lawrence like still doesn't look like a person that's like, uh, you know, she's top tier. Like you in in a social situation, Top-tiered. she'd be top tier in a social situation. You'd How many like, tiers are there? This uh, I don't know. She's on a high tier. I'm just saying, like, I I, I would not believe her in a movie where she no, was, 96 like, insecure. Is that the name of the song? And, you know, that's 50 of them. There's 96. Yeah. 96 tiers. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Just regular looking people, man. I, I fucking it drives me bonkers that I don't see I'm it. I'm trying to
0: think who looks regular. Miles Teller looks pretty regular. Okay. Yeah. He's he's he's
1: one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's who else? You
0: know who's not regular looking? Oh, Scarlett Johansson. She's not regular.
1: No, looking. no, she is a goddess. Groot is not regular Groot looking. Is, Groot is not regular looking. Um, Channing Tatum's ear in Foxcatcher. That's what? regular. <laughs> it is regular. Is uh Jonah Hill Kyle looks Potter. like someone you might know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. How
2: about Paul Dano, Seth
1: Rogen, Paul Dano, but Seth they, Rogen. they're all lanky, lanky, tall white dudes though. So
2: you're, ba- you're basically any any general guy who's not attractive. Yeah, He's regular looking. He's regular looking. But maybe
1: there's not as many. Well, not like a like like six pack. Like you know what I mean. Like they build in these scenes so somebody has to take their shirt off, sort of scenes mm-hmm. like Channing Tatum sort of scenes like for no reason. Channing Tatum's shirt is off in almost every movie for See,
0: no I'm sure there were people that would say, "I see regular looking people on the elevator. I see regular looking people on the street I, corner." I Why would I pay money to go sit in a the theater? I mean, I had a friend that didn't like swingers because she was like, "That's like my friends. I could totally hang out with people like that. Why would I want to see them in a movie?" And I was like, "You know what? I can disagree with your premise, but I can't really argue it away." Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if that's the if you go to movies for glamour, then you're going to be disappointed at that. But I think obviously there there are definitely plenty of movies with with um what movie did I watch recently that I was like, "Wow, that's some unattractive people." I can't remember what it was now. It might have been one of the um, one of the VHS viral <laughs> shorts or something where I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> these are not actors." Right, um, right. But I don't know. No, I think I'd see it from time to time. I do think it, it's noticeable when you see people that look a little bit more average or that aren't yeah. so picturesque.
1: Just it just makes for a better. I mean, I'm, I get I get the. I know what you're short. saying. It just it's, makes for a better story. It's hard to believe that Justin Timberlake would ever have a a dry spell in his fucking life. Like he's like, when when would that happen? Like I don't believe it. Ashton Kutcher, when would he ever have? I don't believe it. I have a hard time believing that these gorgeous people. It makes it very hard to believe. That's why like a lot of those stories don't have heart. It's like fucking gorgeous people having hard times and shit like i can't believe it man. you know there's that cliche of like gorgeous people like people being unapproachable
0: mm-hmm. but that's not what's happening in these movies what's happening in these movies is they're playing like losers that everyone hates and kicks and picks on and stuff yeah. like that and the sad truth is in real life if you if you look that good
1: you know you get you can coast on charm yeah quite Some, a bit somebody's gonna pick on you they're gonna pick your dick right out of your pants and suck it <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying Oh man What a problem to have Right what a Oh god. god
2: That might be the Most funny thing You've ever said The funny most The funny most The
0: funny most The funny right. most The funny
2: most thing The funny, mostest thing. Mostest the thing. funny most thing Yeah Ronald You, you keep you that need, You need, need, need to add that to your Keep, keep yeah. that chambered For the stage You gotta yeah. got yeah, Bring that to your arsenal Yeah <laughs>
0: No, I feel you, though. Yeah. I feel
2: like now I'm going to watch, the next
0: few movies I watch, I'm going to be like, great. I'm going to be like, putting them in different (laughs) columns. Like, who can I imagine being that person?
1: Yeah, being like, well, yeah, really? Really? Shia LaBeouf? Really?
0: You know, oh, okay, cool. Are you saying he's a hunk? Are you saying that he's not? Yeah, I mean, he's... he's... Because I would say that he's not the guy I would pick. If I was trying to think of, like, people that are not normal looking, I would say Shia LaBeouf kind of looks, you know, just go down to Micah. Yeah. yeah, there's a ton of guys that'll remind you of Shia LaBeouf. Nothing against art
1: students. Nothing I used to be one. Um, yeah, so. so, bah humbug to the lack. The lack of regular-looking people in movies, man.
2: Stop looking so good. Stop I know. So goddamn good. Stop home, being bro. so glamorous, Se- sexy.
0: Well, I have, I have one last one, and then I guess. Uh, this one might be one that can bring Steve in a little bit because I know we've been we've been losing. He's been shivering over there, getting lonely, his mouth's drying out. <laughs> um, but uh, my last one is uh, the hype oh, and, okay. and how I think it can destroy a film in a lot of ways. And Ooh. we were talking about how the, the hype surrounding The Babadook is, like, as much as we enjoyed that film, and I may even say I love that film, I don't think it's the quote unquote scariest film I've ever seen maybe not even this year I just saw
1: a commercial for it on TV it's scary
0: it's creepy it's great but I say it's
1: creepy people that are selling it as the
0: most terrifying and also like (laughs) William Friedkin director of The Exorcist you know comes out and says it's the scariest movie he's ever seen it's like I can see why he would want to talk about like I I, I like that he's celebrating it and I can see why someone would talk to the director of The Exorcist about that movie in particular as far as like the mother-child relationship and Everything, but um, it's not that scary. I mean, it's it's no. it's it may be great, but it's not that scary. And I was thinking about that in relation to a lot of other things. Like for instance, you were talking about this before we started recording, Steve. When last time we got together, it was right before the big apex of the serial. Yeah, the 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 hype. We were part of the sort of hype bubble in a sense, even though our episode came out after the <laughs> hype bubble. I love I love the timing of that. We recorded an episode like on a Wednesday. And literally, that week was the week that everybody said, Oh, you got to check out Serial. So, by the time our episode came out, it was a week and a half later. And yeah. it was like people were already, the backlash was in full force. Yeah. And we didn't refer to it. And I was like, Oh, I hate that we didn't get a chance to refer to the fact that, like, there's a swell. You know, it happened with True Detective mm-hmm. this year, too. There was a moment where it felt like everyone was into this thing. Yeah. And then it kind of dissipates. And sometimes I feel like the. The the hype sets up the backlash, which sets up the backlash to the backlash, which sets, and it's kind of part of the internet business I was talking about too. That you can be aware of this, like it's right. something that doesn't really exist right. outside of the internet. But then again, I don't know outside the internet how you would know to check out a movie like The Babadook. Exactly. Dog. So it's definitely a double edged sword. But yeah, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that about how hype can kind of destroy something. Like for instance, now serial, people are not hearing. Oh, check out this podcast. It's really interesting. People hmm. are hearing. You have got to check this podcast out. It's the most gripping thing in the world. (laughs) Babadook has got. It can't just be a good creepy movie. It's got to be the scariest movie in the last ten years. People like to exaggerate,
1: you know. They do, man.
2: That's a part of like the joy of getting in on something early, though. If you can. Oh sure. You know, like that. That's like that's like the gem is if you can get ahead of it. But no, I totally agree. I mean, that's that's something that would that drives me nuts, and I'm victim to it all the time. Like you know, if we catch up on something after the fact or even if you're on the wave and you just like you're it's swelling as as mm-hmm. you're deciding when to consume it or or when to ride it or whatever you want to say, you know like when it, do you jump in? Yeah, exactly. Like its it, is you isn't it gonna there be a... at the beginning
0: do you just hold off exactly that's the the fun is being there first. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yep, yep.
2: Because I mean if you get in at the wrong point, it, it if it's really just buzz or hype, man, what a letdown it can be. You know, like somebody come, like example when this when this episode airs, cereal will have already finished. That's true. Um but you know Yeah, we will finish last week. Going into, you know, the the, the Thanksgiving week, like when it went before they took their break, you know, that was the swell. That was it. It that was that was the peak I don't mean like that it. was the
0: extent of it, I just mean
2: No no, no that no. was you're right, that was the that, moment where it seemed like people were feeling like I've gotta check this you out. You couldn't you couldn't not see cereal online somewhere or yeah. just talking casually socially with people. Yeah. Like, it was everywhere. And And you start to see references to it, like Best Buy tweeting the thing about the phones and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, if you come in after that and listen to your first – you know, you come in after that and, like, say you just are just listening to that episode at that point without really being a part of that swell, I could see somebody being like, you know, it's – It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's like – it's not like this – you know you it's not this epic thing that you I heard were someone say that, of, that it's you know? dateline
0: for the npr crowd yeah absolutely. and it's like uh, but i mean
2: yeah. you, people that enjoy
0: it like us would say yeah we're fine with that oh, but to yeah, someone absolutely. that was expecting it to somehow reinvent the wheel it's like totally and then there's the other side of me that wants to say people that are fans of that and then they read like there's more publicity around podcasts now so it's like suddenly now it's the podcast i mean you guys have been doing this for how long three 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 years yeah, three it's years. been a while yeah uh, you know, I mean, whatever, but you stuck with it. You've been doing it that long. You know, even Mark Marin was not the first. You know, people don't know who that is uh, listening to this, but WTF is one of the other podcasts that gets mentioned as like one of the most important. It was a breakthrough, but it was maybe not the first of its kind. And Serial is like a breakthrough in that it brings that kind of storytelling, that kind of expanded storytelling to this type of mystery that's really compelling but it's not the first type of i mean there's all kind of true crime stuff on television you know there's all kind of like stuff that kind of paved the way for it so it's a little bit weird as well sitting here saying like okay this hype is as though suddenly this new thing has been invented called podcasting that you want to check out yeah, but that's... there's all kind of podcasters that have been doing it for like 10 years that i'm yeah. sure are going like fuck they put out the list of definitive like slate has put out the definitive these are the best podcasts Ever. The 25 best podcast episodes ever. We were talking about that. Yeah. And it's like, I looked at the list and it's like, yeah, this is a pretty good spectrum. But it's a spectrum. It's not actually saying this is the best. What it's saying is here's a cross section of what podcasts can offer. But all of that is because of the hype surrounding Serial. You wouldn't be oh, yeah. seeing these. Maybe it would be a different podcast at this point in time that people would be latching on to. But suddenly podcasting is starting to sound like a thing to a lot of people. We're- and it's really because of this one show that is, you know... Like I would say still great. I, I, I Unlike a lot of people, I think I really liked the last episode where they got into the rumors and too, the yeah. idea about the mental state. I'm interested in that. But it mm-hmm. is very clear that there's not going to probably be a, a huge twist sure. in the story. Because there can't be. Because right. even not following the news and the not doing the research, I know that I haven't seen any headlines that are... You know what I mean? Nothing indicates that this story has advanced beyond the, the point where we're hearing it. I think there's supposed to be an appeal next year. Yeah,
1: but how do you feel about single podcast episodes kind of breaking records? Like that did you hear about the one with the CM Punk? So there's a wrestler CM Punk that uh left the WWE and um he had Pod- an, for podcasting just like me. A podcaster um that's re- a really good friend of his asked him about the circumstances of him leaving mm-hmm. and he did a lot of like he talked about a lot of things that nobody has ever talked about in wrestling, in a public forum, and it, it broke records and almost beat cereal one week. Really? It, what 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 podcast is that? Uh, uh it is called. It's actually Colt Cabana. Is it? The yeah, wrestler. yeah. I've heard um, of that.
0: I've heard of his show.
1: So the episode, it's called "The Art of Wrestling," but the episode is incredible because he talks about like. See, I mean, I don't. I've never followed wrestling wrestling but i'm interested in that that sounds yeah, that yeah sounds it's a cool it's what we were
0: talking about last time with the email uh, hack steve where yep. it's like you're getting this window in someone's like talking out of school yep. like how many times have you heard an interview on a podcast where someone says i want i can't say their name yeah but there's this one person that da 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 and you're sitting there going like and they're like well you'll tell me after the break yeah yeah i'll tell you when we're not on mic yeah. and you're like that's not fair. I want to know. And every now and then someone comes on that's like Burning Bridges left this and is right. Exactly it's fascinating what, when someone does that.
1: Yeah, it's what that is. He talks about like how wrestlers don't have insurance mm-hmm. despite being paid. The fact that they're like independent wrestlers but they can't go anywhere else and he got fired on his wedding day, which is fuck, it's it's good. It's a good episode. And I never heard it's, well, they call them shoot interviews is the one where you just say, oh, Vince McMahon is a piece of shit. But nobody ever went into like vivid detail about why he's a piece of shit right. and, and why he doesn't trust him in any way. And the circumstances that led to him feeling the way that he did. But it almost beat Serial. Uh, it was second for two weeks straight.
2: Is it the... The original one or the returned?
1: The return or, or, or is it two parts? Look, uh, listen to the original one. 226, okay. I think it is.
2: Yeah, okay, I'm getting it.
1: Um, especially if you like anything that's wrestling not, yeah related. i used to
2: lo- I, like i'm very intrigued by that because you'll
1: hear there's there's a lot of stuff different about there's a lot of things that make this very different sure. um he's different than hulk hogan because he's not huge right no, i'm, I'm familiar skinny. with him yeah, yeah yeah so it makes it a lot different he doesn't have the largest
0: arms in the world and they hate him python
1: they, that's another thing they hated him despite the fact that he did as well as he did nobody really likes him cm punk nobody really likes cm punk to, to represent... In the industry. In the industry. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, obviously he has a lot of fans, but like, in the industry, nobody really believes in that, dude. Gotcha. So... So, yes. But before
0: I forget, Bahambug to hype. Yeah, hype <laughs> So, do but before we leave that subject, what do you think... I mean, like, have you seen any backlash to uh Baba Duke? Any
2: bah, bah? Yeah, and actually, it's funny that you say... I mean, I'm just like ah. looking at my Facebook feed, and one of my friends... She posted something saying, like, the Babadook was really good, but to compare it to The Exorcist, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Like, and that, that's, that seems to be the consensus. That was mine. That was the group of people that I watched it with. Yeah. We all agreed on that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this was a really good movie. It was very creepy. Not scary. Yeah. Like, you you, you said that, but I mean... It's creepy to think about, but at no point yeah. when you were watching it were you no. really that terrified. No, not at all. I mean, it's a very well-made movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, amazingly, yeah. in terms of especially the the budget and the scope that they used to make no, it. It's, it's a, great. It's a marvel in that sense. It, I mean, absolutely, it really, yeah. absolutely. But it that is like absolute great example of your hype. Mm-hmm. That is publicity doing its job because it's a good movie that could be spoiled by hype. That's yep. trying to make it seem like it's a second coming of of. And, it, horror. and it, I, that I experienced, I experienced that going into even watching it when I did like a month ago. Yeah, Because no, I did too. It has it's, that movie's been hyped all year. We <laughs> talked about that movie like last like spring like when it was going on the festival circuit yeah like oh man i can't wait till they release this and they're like they missed halloween you know like they're right. coming out after that That's after strange. thanksgiving you know mm-hmm. um but even through the year riding that wave or the f- festival hype i mean even at that point i'm like this movie's supposed to be fucking scary yeah you know and even when i saw it a month ago before a lot of this current stuff even came out even then i was like eh, it wasn't that scary but it was really good yeah,
0: you know, mm-hmm. there's a movie I want to check out uh, that might be really scary, but I don't know if you've seen it. Starry Eyes. Have you heard anything about that? No, I have it though, but it sounds I have it. Starry know, Eyes is supposed to be scary. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, don't
2: the <sighs> girl like in Hollywood? Yeah, like the yeah. actress will do anything to get yep. the part, yep. kind of thing. Yep.
0: Yeah. I heard it was just like disturbing and weird, and yep. And I guess I'm kind of hoping for something to really creep me out from that because yep. I, I was, you know, a little let down uh, by the the fear factor part of Bob, but I mean, it's like, I wasn't watching it, begrudging it that I feel like the hype I heard going into it was, this is great. Not it's the scariest thing you've ever seen afterwards. It seemed like that's when the hype started being about how scary it was yeah. going into it. I just heard like, it just seemed like a movie I really wanted to check out. And I will always want to check out a, a movie like you just said, Steve, a movie that like seems to make the most of its budget, particularly yeah. in the horror genre. Yeah. And it's real imaginative and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but yes, Baham humbug bug to hype.
1: <laughs> Black Mirror Christmas episode. I can't wait to watch. I know. Did you watch
0: it yet? I, I've watched a couple of them and I, I love it. Like uh, I
1: can't wait wait to watch this episode. John Hamm's supposed to be amazing. I love
0: British shows. You can catch up on them a lot quicker.
1: Yeah, and they just posted. Uh, it's <sighs> fuck. It's on. Uh... Black Mirror is on Netflix. I know
0: that. Every everyone knows that. Well, Black Mirror is another one that has recently had a hype bubble. Have you yeah, noticed that?
1: Fu- oh, fucking makes me furious, man. This well, this show's been around for two years. I know you talked years.
0: about it on this very podcast two years ago.
1: And they're like, well. Well, Black Mirror, have you heard of it? I, I think
0: f- it was in the first TV Shmovie episode we did. You mentioned Yeah, Black man. War. Quite a while ago. it wasn't two years, but it was a while ago. It was ago. a while ago. Either way, I know you've recommended it to me a long time ago and I watched one and I liked it, but I never watched the other ones. Yeah. But recently it's been one of those things I think Netflix is the thing.
1: Yeah, it's the thing. I think that's when it Once becomes, it hits that, yeah. It's like, and it's supposed to be making an American one, supposedly. Which is Which is
2: kinda why, but
1: Yeah. Why the fuck with it
2: anyway. <laughs> so that it's another series like of Black Mirror?
1: The Christmas one? No, whatever. Not oh, the yeah, the American games. one is supposed to be like a... No, not the
2: American one. The, uh, the UK Oh,
1: one. no, it's just a, a single episode. Oh, one episode. And you then, know the way
2: UK shows do that? They'll have like a Christmas episode? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Supposedly, there's going to be another season eventually. Oh, okay. But yeah, this standalone episode is supposed to be very, very good. Because like, Brits love their Christmas. They do, man. They go wild for that shit. There's, the, there's a lot of standalone Christmas episodes for a lot of shows. And I think that... This one had been developed for so long. I think this is gonna be so good.
2: You said John Ham's in this, huh? Yeah, John Ham's in it.
1: Wow. Um, and they announced John Hamm was gonna be in it like a year ago. Yeah, I, I actually now so I recall weird, hearing man. that. So yeah, Black Mirror's Christmas episode. Hopefully it's online. I'm gonna to check tonight. So it is. It is. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Cool. so I hope
0: everybody out there feels like they got out there. Maybe they were drinking eggnog mm-hmm. while they were listening to this. Maybe they were shaking their fist at some parts. Maybe they were nodding their heads at others. I feel like we got our grumpies out. We got our grumpies out. I got my grumpy out. (laughs) Singular. That's what Henry calls taking a shit. (laughs) Really? Is that the I got to get my grumpy out? Wow. Wow. Some might say
2: this is the same thing.
1: (laughs) All over something. Grumpy sounds like a struggle. Like it just barely...
0: Well, I feel like... Okay, so like three episodes ago, we did horror movie pet peeves. Yeah. We did this. Then episode after the next one is likely to be worst of the year i think at that point if we have any bad energy left in us then we like we need to seek help from some yeah. kind of higher power or something yeah. because at this point this is like we're doing it like we're positive negative positive negative positive mm-hmm. negative i think i'm gonna start to get uh you know i'll start to get a little bit like stressed
2: out like do we really have to be negative all the time but, all right all right but it's good it's good to clear the clear... i'm to see if one of your negatives ends up on your best of list
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you,
2: you said that it might. I mean, depending on what you see between now and... He's a complicated
1: our... guy. He's oh, very complicated. I, I think that people had to know this about Interstellar, man. Like, I'm got, I going to go see this week, I so think. So fucking sick of people, man. Like,
0: well, I have not heard enough resounding, favorable... I mean, I'm sure I could imagine a pocket of people having like one of those, it was so great, Christopher Nolan's awesome yeah. conversations. Mm-hmm. But in general, I feel like your opinion, good, not great, What's great about it is not necessarily the the, the the script, the story. What's great about it is like some of the ideas and the visuals and that sort of thing. So right. it's like, right. I don't think you're out of step with the majority of audience members, but I do think there is a cult of Nolan that is yeah. cult of Nolan. similar to the cult of P.T. Anderson and the cult of Nicholas Winding Refn and some might say the cult of Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs>
2: some might say. Some might say.
0: <laughs> what a guy. The cult of Steven Spielberg and their
2: festive sweatshirts. <laughs> i like it i'm a fan um all right guys well there it is 124 mm-hmm.
0: it's a wrap that's also it for t- for t- 2014 wow
2: what a year oh wow <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a year what a, what a fucking year what a year it has been
0: you know earlier this year we, like uh very towards the beginning of the year we celebrated our 100th episode that was mm-hmm. a big moment for yes. us And at that moment, I was like, well, when is going to be my 100th episode Mm -hmm. with the guys? Because I came in on episode 39. And then right after that, we slowed down to where we only made like half the number of episodes that we used to. (laughs) So it's going to be like middle of 2015 before I get to my 100th episode. I hope you guys have something special planned for you. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess that's do. me letting you know that's, you've that's got... What, that's when
2: we let you go, actually. <laughs> did, did the contract You've expired. Say, <laughs> did the contract,
0: you, are you going to keep recording in my basement? Yeah. Damn.
2: How can all, you
1: just leave us a key? How awkward would that be? Yeah.
2: <sighs> and can you bring some water? If I have to it? quote
0: Lando Calrissian, I will. This deal keeps getting worse all the time.
2: <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe. Review star, <laughs> three words. I
0: really do think people need to know how important it is to to leave a review and a nice little uh, some stars. I, I don't know who's who's listening, Steve. Do you have some stats? Are they all depressing? Is it like three people? Pretty much.
2: Fuck. And they're like all our friends. That's
1: fun. We'll,
2: we'll, we'll, we'll get more. Yeah.
1: That's twenty fifteen. We we're, we're gonna find a bigger audience. You think so? Yeah, man. I think maybe so. Maybe if we <laughs> just
2: rename our, our, our podcast on iTunes serial. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but
2: spell it like with an extra L yeah. or something, like somebody types we'll it kill wrong.
1: It. We would kill it.
2: Maybe if
0: we start a podcast about movie shmoovy. You know the way like Serial has podcasts yeah, Cereal, about Cereal, podcasts? Cereal, yeah. Maybe if we do one where we examine that week's movie Shmovie, movie, Shmovie, movie like Shmovie. maybe that will be the show that takes off, you know? Yeah. Although we'd probably need to get some new blood in there, it couldn't be us. It would have to be like three different guys that uh, we're talking about movie shmovie.
1: This this is gonna be, this time next year, it's gonna be a lot more popular. I've, I think if we slow down to like one episode every five or six weeks, we can really get,
0: we can <laughs> really, really get em, yeah. Yeah. them. we'll man. get them. But yeah, so goodbye 2014.
2: <laughs> goodbye, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> As always, you've made our day. Cry,
3: I'll just cry
2: Too many teardrops for one heart To be crying Too many teardrops for one heart To carry on You're
3: gonna cry 96 tears